0: Hello and welcome in live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live with Campbell head football coach Mike Minter. I'm Chris St. Meyer. And as we get you set for this homecoming week, we got a great show for you tonight. We are going to talk about rushing with running backs Lamaje McDowell, Nakari Rogers, Chris McKay Jr., and Ty Good, And also we're going to talk to those that coach him, Josh Evans, and former NFL running back, and now Campbell coach D. Brown. But as always, joining me now, he is a two-time national champion at the University of Nebraska, an NFC champion in his decade-long NFL career with the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of a decade in this decade as head coach, he has ushered his camels from non-scholarship to scholarship to acceptance into the CAA, the best football conference in all of FCS. He is Mike Minter. And coach, first question everybody wants to know, with no game last
1: weekend, what the heck did you do on Saturday? <laughs> um, you know, I, I watched my grandson play, and um, he got a pick, an interception. You're kidding uh, me. I, I, you know, almost scored with it. I'm, I'm like, oh, my goodness, look at this. So, as a granddad, when you're looking at your grandson, you know, create, you know, a position you played, it's, it's just surreal. So, um, you know, I spent time. Um watching my grandkids play.
0: Oh my gosh. How old is he? Obviously he's playing in the secondary. Is he a two way guy? Two
1: way guy. You know. <laughs> it's in the blood. I said it's in the blood, <laughs> man. So um, you know, he he's seven and um man, just excited just to see him play yeah. the game and love it. I mean he 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 eats and breathes and he tells me all the things that we should do. Um, all the things we didn't do, and um, so you know, I I get coached um, all the time by my grandson. So oh, it's all good. Oh my good. gosh,
0: that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, I know um, you had a little bit of little bit of time off to see your grandson play, but I know the rest of the week you were working. Tell me what you guys did back uh, back in the office. What did this team work on last week?
1: Well, last week was about us, and um, so the first six weeks you got a chance to see what this football team is all about, and so. Um, you you spend time on things that you're not very good at, things that you need tighten up, and then um, you know try to continue to build that identity of this football team in 2023. And so, uh, we we went Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday we got rained out because we was gonna go that morning, and uh, so we did a lot of walkthrough and then uh, meetings that morning, and man, just unbelievable that our fall break fell on our bye week. Yeah, how I mean, how, about how that? lucky can these guys get, <laughs> right? And um, so I got them out of there early on Thursday. But but we was working. It, it went back to training camp. I mean, we, we was going at each other and um, trying to get each other better. So it was more about competition more than it was, um, you know, an opponent. So, so hopefully we got better last week um, as a football team so we can uh, – you know, show that this week against Maine.
0: Well, and and really good too, the fact that you're able to do that, Coach. The fact that these guys were actually able to go home in the middle of the season, and and that's good for both the physical and the mental aspects. Isn't oh, it?
1: absolutely. As you know, man, when you play in this game, it, it takes so much out of you. And, and as a young person, um, you know, you're going to you going to school, um, you, you got football, and, and you need a break. And and uh, Man, we we got a blessing this year with with where it fell um, in the middle of the season. And so now you can look at it at halftime, make your adjustments, and and try to finish up strong because, again, it's it's really what you do in October and what you do in November is what people remember. And, um, you know, we got an opportunity, and uh, that's all you really can ask for. Your
0: coaches were out recruiting, and – these aren't guys that just go out on Friday night. They make visits to high schools. They are always working. Talk about what your coaches do in a, in a time like this and, and how valuable it is to, to help you who have been so successful in recruiting back-to-back number one high school FCS recruiting classes.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm so proud of um, my coaching staff and, and really what they put into it. Um, you know you got coach chip and um, coach D Brown, you guys have talked to him tonight and um, th- those guys coordinate um you know the the recruiting efforts of the coaches and and so we was all over the world chris and and when I say world, I mean world right so we went to Europe and um, went to this academy and this academy is like the i m g academy. Of Europe, and so it's like 13 countries represented it on this football team, and it's backed by the National Football League. And so this is how we get connected to it. Wow! Um, the NFL gets us connected to it, and and now we fly over there, um, we meet these guys, we meet the coaching staff, a lot of ex-NFL guys is there, and just unbelievable talent. That now we're the first team to step down in in, in um, on on their. Turf, and um, you know, we we get all the the great recruits now, man, coming out of Europe, from all these different countries, and and just unbelievable. And then we, you know, we was in California, so it, we we had to continue to to get that rolling, and and of course we was in in the sunshine state of Florida, and 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 um, you know, we was all over the place, man. So I'm I'm just proud of my guys and how they really put together, and so. Um, Everybody is coming for, um, you know, this game and homecoming um, this weekend. And so we'll have about, you know, 10 10 or so three stars, four stars here. And, and, um, man, we're excited to host them. And and if we get this, if we get all these commitments this weekend – We'll go viral again uh, <laughs> with with all our commitments.
0: Uh, amazing, back to back number one FCS recruiting classes. About Europe, what did what did your coaches think about the talent that they that they saw there? That's a, that's incredible that there's an academy out there now. Well,
1: uh, I can say that um, you know majority of their guys are FBS guys. Okay, so they got um, you know scholarship offers from Oklahoma, UCLA. Um, you know Miami, all the big boys that's out there, Ohio State, and so that's the type of talent that's there. Wow. Yeah, and um, and now we got Campbell, man, right right there with the big boys, and and uh, we we excited about it. We really are. I think this is going to be a great relationship um, that can continue to build, and it, it, you know it kind of be some of our first uh, you know international type players on our roster. So uh, if you can play, man,
0: we're coming to get you. No doubt, no doubt, leaving no stone unturned. All right, you talked about it. The bye week comes at a great place. You are literally just one game over the halfway point in what's going to be this 11-game season. So you're Campbell Camels, 3-3 three and three overall, 2-2 two and two in the CAA. You still control your own destiny. How important has that been not only to give you energy but to give this team energy and get the message out that you guys are still... Control your own destiny for an FCS playoff berth.
1: Well, any time that you can go to this, you know, new conference, it's a tough conference. It's um, you know, you pick to be, you know, somewhere at the end of the conference, right, at the bottom of the conference, and, and um, you know, you in the thick of things, and you right there, um, because it's a lot of teams that's not right there, even though they're in this conference, and and we get an opportunity, um, in these four weeks to play for something. And, and that's that's very important for us to come into a new league um, with that. Now, opportunities don't mean anything if you don't take advantage of it. And so this is what I've been telling my team, you know, today. Look, guys, opportunity come knocking. You better answer the door, and you better not just be sleeping when it come knocking, and then you miss the opportunity. And so this is what we've been talking about. Um, and, and our guys understand it, man. And, and hopefully, um, you know, we put in the work. Um, we pay the price that it takes to be able to compete in these four games so we can, um, you know, make ourselves proud of, of, of the work that we put in. And so, man, Chris, I, I, you know, if, if I could have drew, drew it up any way, I would have drew it up this way. And um, you, you 500, you kind of understand what type of team you have. Can you finish these four games? And that's really the the mission, and that's really the focus.
0: Five games left overall, one against North Carolina, the four you're talking about, the CAA games. And it starts um, coming up this weekend. Homecoming's always big. This game, huge. All of them are the Maine Black Bears. Now, they are a football-only member of the CAA from Arono, Maine. But this is a team that they might not be a household name, Neither was Campbell until a few years ago. But, hey, this is a really good team. They were a perennial playoff team from 08 to 13, three appearances. And then recently, in 2018, they made a run all the way to the FCS quarterfinals. This is a program with a strong football tradition, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think all these guys that we're going to play in the CAA has this rich history of um, playing great football playoff football almost going to the championship winning championships and so Maine is just another one of those football teams that that we got to face um in this great conference so you know we're looking forward to um you know playing these guys first time that we've ever played them and and you know I'm thinking I'm thinking the you know God that they come to us <laughs> yeah <laughs> and not us going to them and and um so you know it's it's going to be a challenge. These these guys play tough. Um, Chris, um, one of the things that that you will see with this defense is they man they fly around. Um, they don't quit. They give great effort. Um, and you know, um, Coach Williams, our special teams coordinator, knows their defensive coordinator. Um, I think they played together or something, and, and um, so they really good friends. And 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 you know, he said, yeah, Coach. <laughs> That's how he coaches. He coached him. That's what it was. Yeah. I think he coached um, Coach Williams at Harvard. And, and, um, and so he, he knows the type of um, DNA that these coaches have over there. And so, I man, look, we're going to have our work cut out for us. I, I, I challenge the offensive line. I let them know that, man, these guys are not um, playing with you. Um, they're coming in, and they're going to play great defense up front, and you're going to have to outwork them. That's the name of the game right now is we got to outwork Maine. Can we get that done? And, um, you know, that's the challenge of the offensive line in the front. Can we do that and run the football? And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, our defense, the quarterback is the real deal, man. He can make all the throws. Um, they really thrive, Chris, on big plays. And so we we got to play very, very – Sound on defense, and make sure that we keep people in front of us. Make sure that we understand the plan, so we can be in the right spots and make the plays when they come at us.
0: Uh, this is the main team. I've been telling everybody: don't look at their two and five record. They're two and five this year, but three of those losses came to ranked teams. Another loss to an FBS team, kind of like your resume right now. You know, your three losses coming to top 25 teams. And they hung 56 points on Stony Brook in a CAA game this year. Stony Brook is not one of the best teams in the league, but they are still a real team in the CAA. They hung 56 on them. This team's for real.
1: No, it, it really is. And so um, what we got to do is, is, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. And that's, that's really about the, the, the toughness of, of what we play with, the, the smartness of what we play with. And, um, you know, can we be physical enough, right? And, um, and then at the end of the day, play fast. Use your speed that, you know, we have on this football team. And, and our coordinators will do that. They'll put these guys in great position to uh, make plays. And, and we just got to make them. And, but, but it's not going to be easy. Ain't, uh, you know, the, the record is nothing in the CAA, <laughs> man. Every team is the real deal. And uh, for us to be 2-2 two and two right now, you know, it's a it's a big thing. And, um, you know, with the opportunity that you could have been 4-0. And, um, but come this weekend, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is Maine is coming to town, and you have to be prepared to play every single play as if this is, a, you know, a lifespan of its own. We cannot lose our focus. We cannot fall asleep when, you know, you're in the second quarter or the third quarter. Everything has to be on 10 the whole time. So as a coaching staff, our job is to make sure that our players do not fall asleep um, no time th- throughout this week of preparation and no time throughout the game, Chris. And that's really, if you look at the games this weekend, this past weekend, that's really what you see. You saw you saw a lot of teams fall asleep and then give up big leads to other teams to come back and win the game. I saw about six or seven of those type of examples and so I'm showing my guys look man you got to be ready to play at all times throughout the whole 60 minutes and and so that's a hard lesson to teach these young people today be just because of distractions Uh, can you stay disciplined enough to handle your business play in and play out for 60 minutes man that's the challenge and and hopefully uh, my coaches understand that and and um, really prepare their guys to do that come Saturday for homecoming.
0: Along with the focus that you're telling your team that you need for, for, for 60 minutes for every game, is there a couple other things here at the halfway point that, that you have worked on that you have told your guys, hey, we need to do this and this to go on, win these games, get into the playoff?
1: Well, I think, I think the first thing is, is that from a defensive standpoint, you've you got to be able to eliminate the big plays you got to be able to stop the run. So these are two things that I'm telling the defense. Guys, stop the run. Don't give up big plays, and we'll have an opportunity to win these four games. And then from an offensive standpoint, to me, it's, it's just continue to be who you are. Okay? But don't have them lapses, right? Wherever we'll have them. If it's at the beginning of the game, if it's in the third quarter, you know, when we talk about the middle ten, Or, um, you know, we've been finishing pretty strong. I want to play a complete game. So, we want to start fast. What is that, Chris? We want to score in the first five drives three times. And then you want to have the middle ten, which is the last five minutes of the first half, half halftime in the first five minutes of the second half. you got to get 14 points right there, right? And then finish the, the job. Don't fall asleep continue to pound it through, and get about 14 points in the fourth quarter. This is the only time we've done it as against Citadel. We need to get back to that. And if we can get that done from an offensive standpoint, man, um, it's going to be hard uh, you know, to play us.
0: And no doubt, no doubt, back on the field uh, coming up uh, this Saturday against Maine. We'll talk more about that and have you brag on your running backs who uh, will be uh, with us in the second half hour of the show. That's coming up next. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Millington. (laughs) Well, welcome back to Cold Line from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Next week, we invite you out to the county seat for a special night. Monday night, our women's basketball team will be here. Basketball opens their season with a men's-women's doubleheader on Monday, November 6th. Every time you join us here in the show, you always see Coach Minner for the first half hour, but we will have a women's basketball takeover in the second half hour. Come out and meet the team that is uh, 30. Uh, coming up this coming Monday here at the county seat. All right, we are excited because for the second half hour, we're going to have Coach Evans, Coach Brown. We're going to have um, your stable of running backs here. First, uh, brag a little bit on on your coaches, uh, including one that was a former teammate of yours uh, back in your Carolina Panther days.
1: No, I mean, these guys are um, unbelievable. You know, Coach Brown, who um, we played together um, you know now it's he kind of in in both rooms, right? So the quarterback room, he's a quarterback coach, and and um, he continued to you know help um, Coach he- Evans with the running backs, and and but you know it's really Coach Evans that's that's making it happen um, with those running backs, and I mean he's he's such a you know a guy that gets the locker room, he gets the kids, you know he has a um, you know a degree in psychology, and so. He really understands how people tick, and, and, um, and he uses it, and he helps the other coaches um, in this area, right, how to motivate, how to build relationship um, with young people today. So he's really you know, kind of the big brother in the room with all my young coaches. And, and, um, and so that, that's his role and how he, he takes care of things. And, and, you know, the things that Hodge is doing on the football field, it's because of Coach Brown being in that room. And then, you know, um, Coach Evans is a young um, up-and-coming coach, right? He coached with um, Coach Wheaton at another spot. And, and um, so when we needed a um, running back coach, Coach Wheaton called him. And, and you know, if, if Coach um, recommend anybody, I'm going to be on it, right? Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> let's go. And um, so when Coach Evans came in, man, he, you know, energy, energy. Um, great smile man every morning he got the whole staff working out you know it's besides me now you know you can't <laughs> get me doing it but um you I, I said man I spent way too many years working out jobs <laughs> man I'm done um yeah. but but man he got everybody going and and that's just the commitment of excellence right that that he's pushing um you know Old D Brown running stadium steps, man. I said, "Boy, D Brown, you ain't run them when we was playing. Now you want to run them? Okay." And and so it's it's been fun, man, with this, with these coaches and 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 the commitment they've made to these young people.
0: Um, absolutely, and uh, we'll have four of your running backs here today. And 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 you've talked about developing depth and really showing what you can do. Lamage was was out with injury last week. You just had two guys that uh, that, that, that gained just at a, a hundred yards, and that says something, right there, doesn't
1: it? No, it says a lot. Um, you know, we talked about it last year. These guys having so much depth, and and um, it really doesn't matter who gets the nod. They're going to be ready to go, and they're going to produce. And, and um, you know, in today's age in football, you need about three to four guys that can to rock. Um, that's on your football team, and any of them guys can go for a hundred yards at any moment. And, and that's really, really what it's all about. You know, now, you know, Nakari, man, we have, we gave the ball to him about 29 times. Right. So yeah. <laughs> we, we, he was the workhorse and, and, uh, and man, just really proud of him being a young guy that really took the load um, of, of the, of the carries. And then Chris McKay, who's our closer, <laughs> every time we give him the ball, he closes the deal. and, and um put teams away so um just a great combination of uh, attitude commitment to one another them guys love each other um you know and and they really really cheer for one another to be great and you know man we we haven't even get, got the ball to tie um that much and and um you know we <laughs> we hand him the ball a lot he's going to make some plays too because of the speed um, that he has um, for for that position. So, we'll get LaMaje back, um, and, and, and uh, so everybody be healthy and strong coming this week. Finally, uh, homecoming is a special
0: time in, in Buies Creek. It's a special time everywhere, but boy, you know, the creek just sort of boils o- over with excitement and people. Talk about, you've been through it for nearly a decade now, homecoming at Bowie's Creek, and, and what Uh, this weekend will mean to Campbell?
1: Well, I think it's an opportunity to see all the, you know, alum come back and um, get a chance to see this 2023 team. You know, these guys love um, their football team that they really, you know, laid the foundation for for all these guys. And and it's always good to have them back. And then it's always good to have the fans, you know, created um, that energy around homecoming. And, um, you know, what better way um, to celebrate is is, that's why they call it homecoming. Right. Everybody's coming back home uh, to see their football team play. And and so we we're excited because the fans and the support and the energy that we have at our stadium, it's it's, um, you know, second to none. And so um, I know the type of um, excitement and electricity homecoming brings. Um, to Barker Lane Stadium. So we're looking forward to it and, and, um, you know, trying to give everybody a great show to um, show them uh, what type of football team we have this year.
0: It will certainly be a fun one coming up this Saturday at 4 o'clock. Stick around our second half hour of the show. We're going to talk to the running backs and the coaches. And as we talk to uh, some of the uh, many facets of the talent on this record-breaking offense for Campbell. That's coming up after the break. This is Campbell Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. Homecoming this weekend, 4 p.m. in Bowie's Creek. So many activities. we got a Friday night, a special documentary premiere on the Campbell Basketball School, one of the first, oldest, and best basketball camps in the entire nation. Started right in Bowie's Creek. Free admission in the student union for the theater in the student union. It starts at 7. Saturday we have the parade at noon, volleyball at 1, football at 4, Men's soccer at 7, but we are talking football now. Campbell will take on Maine um, coming up this Saturday. Tickets are going fast. There's only a couple hundred left on the press box side, so get your tickets at gocamels.com 1877 go humps We are talking running backs, quarterbacks, a little bit of everything, and to join me now, two of our coaches, the first, after a record-breaking career at Syracuse, Dee Brown had a six-year NFL career, drafted by the Carolina Panthers, played for Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and America's team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach, first of all, talk about your time breaking in with the Panthers and a guy named Mike Mincher that you met in that locker room uh, some 20 years ago.
2: Uh, well, yeah, a long time ago, but it was uh, a dream come true. Uh, I did work hard for it, so it was something that I expected to happen, and and God gave me the ability to get drafted by Carolina, and uh, fortunately for that experience, I met a a man like Mike Minner, who was an older veteran, uh, but really showed me by example how to be a leader, how to be a pro, Um, and I think that really is one of the main things that prolonged my career for six years. Uh, Even when I left Carolina and went to other teams, it was kind of the... The example that I saw from him that I was able to take and further my career, and um, it was a blessing, definitely.
0: A psychology major at Syracuse, and and Coach Minner, he he mentioned it a little bit, Coach, but 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 he really thinks, and I'm I'm sure you agree with him, that that has kind of helped you in your coaching career, hasn't it?
2: Yes, it definitely has. I something I didn't see coming, but um, just the skills that you learn, um, the cognitive skills, the uh, the ability to evaluate. People and help them navigate uh, their feelings and understand uh, the things that they may be going through and how to uh, cope and, and move forward uh, have been a. It's been a great benefit for me. Um, I didn't again. I didn't know that it would uh, be something that I would use these talents, if you will, uh, at this level. Um, but it's a, it's a calling. It's not uh, by chance that that happened, and I, I realize that now. So,
0: uh, Coach. Also, too, I think. People that weren't familiar with your football career, not only in prep, but, but, but at Syracuse might have thought, OK, here is Coach Brown. He's doing a great job with the running backs. OK, wait a second. He's going to be a quarterback coach now. But quarterback was your position when you when you got to Syracuse. Talk about how how that happened and, and getting back there and, and dealing with uh, the quarterbacks and getting back into that room.
2: Yeah, well, I, I've always said that I'm I'm a quarterback mind trapped in a tailback's body. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, back when I was playing quarterback there really wasn't it wasn't in to be a a short quarterback Um, and secondly I was backing up a a guy who became a hall of fame will soon be a hall of famer in Donovan McNabb
0: yeah that that, that, that was a pretty good guy to be behind unless you're looking for playing time right
2: (laughs) (laughs) definitely and such a great guy but I I knew then early on that if I wanted to get on the field that I was going to have to change positions so um, I went and asked my coach for the opportunity to do so, and it, it wound up paying out for the for the best of both of us. Um, but, you know, I've always had that quarterback mentality. I always uh, – I uh, I enjoy the, the chess match that quarterbacks have. I enjoy the mental aspect and the leadership qualities that you have to have to play that position. So it's something that's embedded in me um, on and off the field and something that I've kept with me um, throughout my life. And so the opportunity to, to – uh, coach quarterbacks is just natural for me. It's a natural position for me to coach. Uh, I understand um, what it is to be in the fire. Um, I understand what it is to have to control the situation and control the temperature of the of the team and the game. And those are just some qualities that um, I want to instill in my quarterbacks today. And so I think that's what you're seeing a lot with Haas. Uh, his growth is a testament to him, uh, you know, first and foremost. Um, but I do believe that this is a divine uh, Appointment between he and I to um, be uh, his coach for his last year or so and to develop him into the quarterback he's been he has, has been this year. You had to
0: give up direct control of the running back room, talk about this guy sitting sitting between us and, and coach Josh Evans and what he has done with this with this great group.
2: this is my this is my guy, <laughs> and really he is he's become that in such a short time. He got here in the early part of this year. Um, I didn't know him at all from a can of paint, Um, but it was uh, we we wrapped very uh, quickly. And I understood uh, he had the same type of passion that I had to to teach young men, uh, to grow young men Um, beyond the game of football. um, I do know right away that it's his calling as well. And he played quarterback. So, you know, our conversations are so congruent. Um, Rarely are we not aligned, and, and we, we think alike, and we talk about uh, the position. Uh, we talk about how to coach and how to be effective coaches, and I bounce out ideas off of him. Uh, he's about 20 years younger than me, and so, but uh, you wouldn't know that. Uh, age doesn't define, like, our relationship. Uh, you know, again, we're so congruent in our conversation that you almost feel like he's the same age as me. He talks from a very mature standpoint. And, um, and so uh, it's just been a great experience. And like I said, it's been such a short time that when you see us uh, hanging out and talking, you would think that we've known each other for years. And he's just been a great addition um, to what I was able to start with our running backs. And he's just taken the baton and um, created his own identity as a coach for them. Um, they're still CCG, but they're his CCG. And I, I I love the relationship that I can see from afar that he's developed with those guys. And. It's no mistake that you see the guys uh, producing the way they have. Uh, as you see Nock Nakari in his second year, you see the things that Chris McKay has been able to do, uh, maximizing his moment, not getting a lot of carries, but when he does, he maximizes it. Probably the best if you want to call third now and back in the nation. You look at his yards per carry, it's phenomenal. And so um, that's tough to do, but it's a credit to him. It's a credit to coach, keeping uh, you know uh, LaMaje ready and keep being our lead guy and our engine on our offense, and also um, keeping Ty and level-headed because we all are competitors, and although he may not get as much time, um, he's almost like a coach in that, in that group as well. And to be able to manage all those personalities because they are some characters um, is a great quality for Coach Evans.
0: Coach Evans, uh, b- before we go into you talking uh, more about your guys, tell me about your path to Bowie's Creek and, 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 and how you got here.
3: Yeah, man, so obviously um, being able to grow a relationship with Coach Wheaton at Northwestern Oklahoma State back in 2019, uh, I was his receiver GA. Um, like you said, me and him hit it off pretty good, you know, and then he had gotten the job here. I uh, got promoted to the pass game coordinator and quarterback coach at um, Northwestern Oklahoma State, and when the job opened here, he had, he had called me about it. You know, I didn't know doing much, but I knew I had worked for him before, so I thought I was gonna be a really good fit. You know, we had kind of designed the offense in Oklahoma, and um, now I'm here really just to see it out. You know, he talked about the staff, he talked about the athletes that he had, and then, um, you know, it really uh, interested me, so came out here. Um, now we're here, man.
0: Yeah, you you have quickly taken over what was a deep room, a, a very talented room. Tell me about these th- these four guys. We're going to talk to here in a couple minutes.
3: Yeah, these guys are awesome. You know, they come every day ready to work. Um, natural leaders as well. You know, they um, they're, they're really funny. I'll tell you that. They come in the meetings room with a bunch of energy, a bunch of juice. Uh, but uh, they they always keep it light, and you know, they know when to turn the switch on when it's time to go to work. So. I'm really proud of them and how they really responded to some, to some adversity. You know, maybe not getting the amount of carries that they wanted, but um, they like like Coach D said, you know, when when they do, they're ready for their moment and they take full advantage of it.
0: Um, like I was going to say, that that is tough the, the, this day and age when you can transfer and and you should quite frankly, you know, the student athletes getting. Um, their rights and, and, and what they deserve. That's not easy to keep a room happy like that. That says a lot about the guys you're coaching, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, 100%. It? It's a testament to the culture that Coach D had, uh, had built. And then, um, obviously, just the, the brotherhood that these guys have built as well in their time being here. You know, I know they all uh, have each other's backs.
0: And you, and you came in and you get all the coaches to work out. Now, I heard a little bit of this from, from Coach Wheaton. I, I, I noticed when the first time I came to the meeting, I'm like, all right, Coach Wheaton." He's like, it's Josh. He came in and got <laughs> us going. I didn't know who you were right then, but tell me about how, how, how that happens and how fun that must be, you guys all competing in the weight room together.
3: Yeah, well, I got a bachelor's in kinesiology from the University of Laverne. Um, and then me and Coach D, when I first got here, we started working out, you know. Um, and then just day by day, kind of the snowball effect, you know, getting other coaches to get in there. I'm um, understanding it's a part of the discipline that goes into it, you know, not only helps your um physical party but your mind, you know, and your spirit, you know. So you're you're best prepared for the kids and the teaching that goes into it. Um, so it's more than just uh the physical aspect of it. Yeah.
0: Know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh f- finally coach D before we bring up uh, uh these student athletes here. You guys are in a position where you control your own destiny. Uh, uh Again, at at where you are in the conference, there's four conference games left, and, and, and they are all right in front of you right now. What, what message do you, do you give to the team, to, to your guys, about, about what's in front for this team?
2: Uh, the message is just to keep your head down and keep working. Um, don't uh, look at the stats, uh, don't uh, revel in the, the pats on the back, but... Uh, do what you have done to get to this point and that's just continue to you know, bust your butt, work hard pay attention to the details be obsessed with winning every play. Uh, not the game but winning every play. And In order to do that you got to be in the moment and you got to be ready like Coach said to maximize your moment. And I think if we do that pound for pound there's nobody better than us. I can tell you that. There's nobody bigger than us, stronger than us, faster than us. Um, the, the games that we have dropped uh, or uh, self-inflicted wounds, if you look at it. If you know football, you'll see that, uh, you know, there's nothing that the opponent did that, that stopped us or beat us. We did that. And if we can just control that, not having those self-inflicted wounds, um, stay in the moment, maximize the moment, play for each other, not for ourselves, I think it would be a, a phenomenal ending of the of the year. And I've, i heard Coach say it, and I, I believe this is so true, no one remembers in November what you did in September. And so if you can finish strong by keeping your head down, keeping your nose to the grindstone, and just keep plugging, keep, chop, keep chopping wood, you'll, you'll do the things that you want to do and that you set out to do at the beginning of the year. And so that's the message, guys. It's just, you know, we're not going to look, look ahead. We're not going to, you know, look to our side. We're going to keep our head down and we're just going to grind.
0: That's Coach D. Brown, Coach Josh Evans. Before we go to the break and before we bring up uh, a couple of our running backs, every time you come out here to the live show, you get a chance to win. These will be tickets for the final home game of the year. Campbell takes on Delaware November 11th for Senior Day. So get your tickets out. The winner 626 331. 626 331 come up and see me in the break and when we come back after the break Lamaje McDowell and Nakari Rogers will be our guests coming up after the break here on Camel Call Live. (laughs) Welcome back into Camel Call live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Campbell back on the football field, back at home. Just home game number three of only four this year. They will take on Maine this Saturday, 4 p.m. for homecoming. Get your tickets in advance; they will sell out for this game. GoCamels.com and 1877 Go Humps. Joining me now, two of the talented running backs we have in the running back uh, room, Lamaje McDowell, a two-time state champion at Hunter Huss High School. And last year, Lamaje, you were our power back. Short yardage, red zone, when we needed those tough yards, uh, you, you really did it. And then in this offseason, you changed your body. Talk about that trans- t- transformation for you.
4: Uh, this offseason, um, I changed my food lifestyle, that's what I call it, instead of a diet. Um, I went vegan, um, plant-based, so uh, I started at around the end of May um, and i lost probably around 15 to 20 pounds this off-season, focusing more on my body. um, I feel, you know, lighter, quicker on my feet. um, And then also um, becoming plant-based, it helped me energy-wise too.
0: Wow. No kidding. I was going to say, so that is a drastic – change what was the motivation for it and then okay you thought you needed to lose weight how about going vegan for it what was into that decision
4: uh going vegan um it was more of a discipline thing um something every year I add something different uh discipline wise every season um so that's really what what it was
0: what is the best part about going vegan
4: uh I would say the energy part um definitely feel more energized throughout the day um I used to feel sluggish, uh, heavy. Um, now I just feel lighter.
0: Wow. What's the <laughs> worst part about going vegan?
4: Uh, worst part is not eating the stuff that you used to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, like for me, it's like wings, stuff like that, sweet stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. OK, Nakari, you're, at, of course, out of Virginia Beach. First of all, talk about that area, one of the hottest hotbeds of football in the entire nation. What was it like growing up in a place where football is, is so important?
5: Uh, you know, I was in beach. It's in the 757, seven, you know where straight ball is coming from. So, I mean, like that background, like you just got a, how can I say, uh, you got to so prove coming from there for real, for real. Yeah, where I come from it was, you know, hard a little bit, you know, rough areas, like any other, like any other place, you know. But um, yeah, man, it was, it was straight. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you came straight out of high school, but you burst onto the scene. How did you transition so well from 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 high school to making an impact on this team as a as a true freshman? Not many do. To be honest,
5: my transition really was like. It wasn't the best like coming in, like people don't really know. But um once I knew the system, how can I say like I got comfortable as far as like during fall camp, my freshman year and um after that it was, the rest was history, you know. Uh I knew the system, uh school was kinda getting easier once I like knew how to like maneuver as far as like my schedule and uh yeah, but that being said, yeah, that that was really that was really it for for I, once I knew the sister, that was about it. Like everything was ball game after that.
0: Lavance, like, you you have been a part of this program for some time. Let's go back to you making the decision to join this program. They weren't scholarship uh, too terribly long w- when you chose to come here. What 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 made you choose Campbell and and, and coach Mike Mentor? Uh,
4: I'll be honest. Um, Campbell was the last school to like that still re- uh, was recruiting me um and then uh when i came on visit um it was it was, it felt like family um i love coach minner's um vision for this program um and i thought i could play early as well um i was a three star recruit so i thought i could play early as well um but uh yeah not too far from home either so yeah
0: and of course once you came here got on this program um talk about Staying here, you, your decision to be a part of this program as they go to the CAA and beyond?
4: Um, staying here, uh, man, uh, I've seen it change a lot. Um, we developed the standard um, and uh, just followed that, and it's, it's carried on into where we're at now um, in the CAA. Um,
0: all right, Nakari, I, I've heard everybody talked about it. Coach Minner talked about it. Coach Brown talked about it. Coach Evans talked about it, that you guys are really funny in the running back room. <laughs> what, does he, well, what does he mean by that? What do you guys do that has made such an impact on everybody else on the team?
5: Everybody got their own, like, everybody got a different character. So it's, like, different personalities in the room. So it's, like, you never know. Like, every day is, like, something new. some like, you never know what's going to happen. Everything is unexpected. So, you know. <laughs> Like especially Coach Brown right here. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, we got. I say we the funniest group on the team. For for like.
0: So who's the funniest of the funniest group on the team?
5: Uh, I say. Uh, <laughs> I say probably uh, Chris McKay. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Chris McKay, who we yeah. will, who we will talk to later, who is who is trying to um, cause you guys to, uh, to 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 crack up up here. All right, here's another question for. For for both of you, and we'll start with you, Lamaje. It is a competitive room. You guys are as competitive as anyone on the team. So who's the fastest guy in that room?
4: Ooh, I say Ty. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Nakari, what would you say? <laughs>
4: I say Ty, good
5: too. I ain't gonna lie to you, but I ain't gonna lie to you. nobody. Nobody hit twenty-two bobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So you know. <laughs> but now nah, I say Tiger. Like, oh, I say Tiger. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. L- l- let me ask you a question, too, because sometimes it's hard to believe. You guys, there's only there's only one ball. There's only so many carries. You guys are, are are trying to get your carries and everything like that. But it seems like you all have, even though you're competitive to each other, trying to get the most, You you, you guys really – truly seem seem like a family and seem like guys that root for each other. you know, I see it on the sidelines, I see it in practice. Is, is that true, Lamaze? Uh
4: yeah, that's very true. Uh we, we, we all encourage each other. Uh we, we show no uh, you know hate or anything. Um it's all love really. Um if anybody in there we know anybody can make a play for this uh team. Um yeah, if anybody's in, anybody's scoring, we run it down the sideline cheering like and we we got a little handshake too, <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's all love.
0: Nakari, what do you think about everybody in there? Yeah,
4: and
5: there's no selfishness in the room, you know. Um, like I Magic said, everybody love each other. Like it's more than it's more than just football with us, you know. Like we, how can I say, we plan to see each other kids when they like grow up. You feel me? Like it's really like a brotherhood, like for real. But you know, as far as like football go, we. How can I say, we give each other constructive criticism and that like mean a lot, you feel me, because like you can't take criticism, you know, like people getting their feelings and stuff, like we really take heed to what what we be saying to each other, you know. And um, for real, for real, people be looking at the depth chart and be like, oh Maja number one, Nakara number two, Chris McKay number three, and Tiger number four, really it's one day one B, one C, one D, because anybody can start off the drive and, like, yeah. like and score for a like, and then set the tone. Like, that's, how can I say, CCG? Well, that's our group name. But, um, yeah, CCG, like, really the impact, like, really the heart of the team you really want to be real.
0: That's awesome. And we see it all the time. Finally, last question for you, Lamange. How you feeling? Are you going to be out there on Saturday?
4: Uh Yeah, I'm going to be out there. Uh, I'm feeling great. Um, The bye week actually helped me a lot as well. Um, Reset for the, you know, mind, body, and soul, so feeling great you
0: got a better voice than me you realize <laughs> that don't you when your long football career's over you got a uh I've had you got that. Something I have have that before, that, that compliment before. <laughs> you're, you're not even putting it on are you that's your that's your real voice yes you? sir <laughs> all right a lot more to talk about when we come back after the break we will talk to the other two of this four. the ccg <laughs> it's chris mckay jr and ty good coming up after the break here on camel call live Welcome on back to Campbell Call Live. Folks, uh, believe it or not, just two more home games left for Campbell, one of them this Saturday versus Maine. It's homecoming, and then the final home game of the season, November 11th versus top-10-ranked Delaware. We also have tickets available for Campbell's only other out-of-conference game. That's when Campbell will take on top-ranked in the FBS ranks, North Carolina. They'll be in Chapel Hill on November 4th. Now, we have a limited number of tickets available in Campbell's visitor section for that game. So go to GoCampbells.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS today. You can get them for the final two home games and for the North Carolina game. We also have a special package right now, a half-season tickets where you can get all three of those games and guarantee your seat for what will be a whole lot of fun. Also a whole lot of fun, um, the two to my left right now. Uh, The other half of the running back room, Chris McKay, Jr., a Raleigh native. And, uh, Chris, we'll we'll start off with the fact of how did you get connected uh, to this program? How did you get here to Campbell?
6: Um, Well, a lot of people don't know I kind of grew up around here. So, like, I grew up uh, coming to the games when Coach Mint first got here. I got connected through my dad with him because my dad was his barber. yeah. so it's kind of like a hometown feeling. So that's how I got connected here.
0: Man, that that is great. I know you were at his camp, Coach Menner, you, and your dad. Of course, the relationship as his as his barber. What were your first impressions of this program and and Coach Men?
6: Um, well, Coach Men, it was just like, it was like uh, someone to look up to, knowing what he's done, what he's done in the league, and then coming here and changing the whole program. It's kind of like it changed like before my eyes. So I kind of see the power that he had, and it's just, it was like this is a home for me, so.
0: And, and Chris, you really, you really took a leap of faith. Come on here as a walk-on. Um, you know, you waited your turn. Your first year in this program, you didn't get any carries. Then the year after you got 19, then you got 20, and now you are, you are fully in this rotation. What did it take for you to, to, to have the strength to wait and know that your time was coming?
6: Um, it wasn't really, like, waiting. So it was, like, I was building myself up. It was just like time off from football. Like, you got to put in the work in the off season. I got to find everything that I'm missing. So I had to connect all the pieces. Now it's like, all right, you in the spotlight now. Now let's work. So it wasn't really a waiting thing.
0: That's fantastic. You were building up to this point. Yeah. Um, Ty Good now uh, next to me. You were the NC State Player of the Year out of St. David's in, in Raleigh. Your, your senior year, how did you get connected to this Campbell program?
3: Um... Well, a old coach, Coach Bowling, was the receiver's coach. And um, he used to come to my school a lot. So that's how I got connected with him.
0: Um, similar to Chris, you've really had to wait your, your turn here. You're, you, you are the fastest guy there in the backs. Um, why has it been important for you to, to continue your work here and be a part of, of this special running back room and, and this team? Um,
3: these are my brothers. So, you know what I'm saying? I go to war for them and do whatever it takes to play and go all out for them.
0: Now, do you remind everybody in the running back room that it seems like every time you touch the ball, you get into the end zone, and it only takes you a couple carries every year to get in the end zone? Do you remind them about that? Nah, <laughs> nah, I, I, don't, I don't be bragging like that. <laughs> all right, Chris, we, we, we talked about this team um, Getting down to business, but also having ha- having a lot of fun. W- why do you guys feel that that's that, that that's important? That, that all the joking and all the and all the stuff that you guys do.
6: Like we live by. Hey, as soon as you start having fun, would it be done with it? It's not a job. It's just something we like to do. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we got to keep all the fun and everything. And everybody else always take it serious. Like we can't be serious. We know when to cut the switch on this business time. But we're gonna have our fun with it definitely keeps everybody going somebody got to have that spotlight it's like spotlight that fun like that spark to the team so that's us we took that role
0: uh- coach brown a a big part being your running backs coach mm-hmm. last year this year o- overseeing it but going on to the quarterbacks and spending a lot of time there what- what is special about about coach d brown
6: well, he said the standard like that was since i've been you know i've been for a while me and maj came in at the same time um so we didn't really like have a real coach in the running back room. When Coach D got here, he set the standard. He kind of, like, gave us that spark. Like, y'all got to take the team role to like, the spark, the fun, the home of the team. So, like, he set that standard. He brought everybody in. He told us what we got to do. We just live by that now.
0: Ty, this year um, you welcome in someone that's made a big difference as well as, as Coach Brown's stepped away a bit, Coach Evans coming in. What, what makes him special?
3: Um, just a different perspective, being – an old quarterback, so we actually learn in both, both sides. Um, yeah, both sides, quarterback and running back perspective of the offense. Finally, I'll ask you
0: guys, here at the halfway point, everything is in front of you. Going to have to win some games here at the end, but, but knowing you guys still have a chance to make it to the FCS playoffs, we'll, we'll start with you, Ty. Well, what do you think about this team and what they can do from now to the end of the season?
3: Um... We got it. We gonna do it. Um, and that's simple. We just gotta have the faith to do it.
0: Chris, what do you think about uh, your, your team and the prospects of what this team has ahead of them in the next month?
6: I just gotta like connect y'all to some belief. You know, we taking it week by week. It's just one and know every week. We are not worried about the rest of the season, the end of the year. We are going one and know every week. It's a belief thing. We're going to put the team on our back. As far as the offense, we're we going to, you feel me? We're going to do what we do, yeah. CCG.
0: Finally, how fun will it be to be in front of the, the, the big crowd in homecoming? What, what does that mean to you guys? Man, listen, the big
6: crowd, I know the ticket's selling fast. It's only Monday. We've been waiting for this. We don't have too many home games. So we, we got we to gotta turn it up a notch. We got to give them something to watch. So it's, just, it's an exciting feeling.
0: I'll let you have the last words. What do you think about, uh, about homecoming and playing in front of the crowd? Uh, this got to be the best, the best game we had. So, yeah, let's I, do it. I like it. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you all for tuning in. If you missed any of the show, it will drop on the Chemical Live podcast coming up uh, every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for this edition of Camel Call Live. Next week, we'll have Campbell head coach Mike Minner talking about the homecoming game and then the women's basketball team on a Meet the Camels night. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.